From Tulsa Tech, helping you make your own path with insights and information about the world of career training. The Tech Times Podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome to the Tech Times Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. Today we're turning on a spotlight on the first phase, I guess, of the transformation of our original campus location in the 1960s, the Lemley Memorial Campus. Our Health Sciences Center, or HSC as we lovingly call it, was built in 2009 as our hub for year-round healthcare training for thousands of Oklahomans each year. Joining us to talk all things health careers is Campus Director Debbie Peaster. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Before we get into all things and all fun things, I should say, health related, <laughs> uh, we want to get to know our guests a little bit better. So what was your first paying job? Like, how did you get started in the world of work? As a dishwasher in the fourth grade at the sale barn. Nice. Tell us about all that experience. Compl- all compliments of my brother. He thought that, that he and I both needed a job and it was uh, right uh, across the road from where we live. So he um, offered them for me to be a dishwasher during the busy hour for 50 cents an hour. And he got to go out and work with the animals. So I didn't think that was quite fair. And I might have lasted two weeks. <laughs> you wanted to go work with the animals. Yes. Oh, very nice. Did you uh, buy anything special with your 50 cents an hour? No, I think I just tried to save it. Okay, good for you. (laughs) Good for you. Have you always worked in education as an adult? So I um, am what I like to call a late bloomer in life, meaning that uh, I went to college not directly after high school. And instead, I, you know, I wanted to wait and make it challenging when I was a single mother of a three-year-old. Okay. So, so I um, started at OSU, and I completed my degree in sports medicine and education. And after graduation from there, I went to Yukon High School as the athletic trainer. Um, and it, it's a 6A high school, so that was a pretty big job for me at the time. It, we had over 700 athletes that I was responsible for. Um, and after my third child was born and I was carrying her around on the football field to, to see her during waking hours, I decided there has to be a different path here, hmm. that it was becoming harder to be, uh, you know, divide my time between being a mom and and. Uh, athletic trainer because they work so many hours. So my next step is I began as a career tech ed teacher. And um, one of the things that I'm proud of in my career is I was able to help start the sports medicine program here at Tulsa Tech. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, It was fun because that sports medicine is probably one of my true passions that I feel like that I do with ease and and, um, I felt like I was really good at. So Um, After teaching sports medicine for a number of years, I started as assistant director at the Broken Arrow campus with Brad Wayman and um, spent time there and then got moved into uh, the instructional dean position, which is really now associated as uh, instructional services. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, um, I went to be the associate superintendent campus director at Northeast Tech prior campus, and I spent six years there and uh, wanted desperately to come back to Tulsa Tech because I felt like that's kind of where I was raised in career tech ed, and it was my fit and what I knew and what I loved as an organization. So I came back here 
as a assistant director with at the Owasso campus um, and then moved into the campus director here. I'm curious about the time between you said you started college late, later in life than most, I guess, might. Um, tell us about your ex work experience between high school and that college experience. I was a secretary um, and did fairly well. I could type okay. You know, they used to teach that back in back in the day. I took typing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I spent a majority of my time just working at some oil companies in Oklahoma City and um, then decided that I really needed to go back and finish my education. Or It really sounds like you're kind of one of our career tech stories almost in that you're later in life, you're able to find the, a career tech path. A good and then, fit. Yeah, right. You could really tell your story. I can remember at high school, I was outside and the career tech bus pulled up. And I was curious about where did the, those kids get to go? And because they all seemed to love it and it'd be exciting. But that path really wasn't um, shared well at my home high school. Sure, sure. Or I probably would have went down that direction. Outside of work, what are some of your uh, hobbies? We love to hike. One of our favorite places is Jasper, Arkansas, and okay. we have been going there since we were first married over every fall break. So we love it there, love to just be outdoors. Um, we used to do a lot of snow skiing, uh, but not lately since uh, we're now afraid to fall and break something. <laughs> <laughs> and then just spending time with family and friends. Um, HSC is such a unique building here at Tulsa Tech. Uh, like some pockets of programs across our district, because of industry needs, we actually train students all year round. We we have a lot of industry partners that reach out to us to find out uh, more about our training here and to become a clinical uh, site for us because they know that's the best way to get to have an interview, a long interview with our students. Um, just yesterday, we met with the industry partner and had the instructor kind of go through uh, the curriculum and what is taught, how it's taught, and they're very excited about getting a contract, clinical contract with us and inviting students in. So that happens, has been happening a lot since the pandemic. Mm, the pandemic really raised the bar in terms of needs across the industry, right? And hospitals, small clinics, long-term care facilities. I, I believe it has, yes. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about how Tulsa Tech and HSC is stepping up to help meet the needs of industry right here in green country. The business world is evolving. New competition, a shrinking workforce, and a greater need for specialized training. At Tulsa Tech, we are here to train your most valuable asset, your employees, equipping them with the skills to succeed. Our team is ready to help companies both big and small with training at our place or yours. And it is more affordable than you think. Tulsa Tech, improving your business is our business. And we're back. Before the break, we talked a little bit about meeting the needs of our healthcare industry. A major tenant through our statewide career tech system is its flexibility to meet the needs of industry across all sectors. So, that being said, I'd love to get into the details of the programs available here for students at HSC. Can 
Can you introduce some of those for us? Sure, I can. I, I want to begin by talking about our adult health programs. We run adult health programs 12 months out of the year, and the unique part of that is throughout the year we have 16 different cohort, cohort start dates. And that's significant because that allows a lot of entry points for adults to get into our programs for training. Um, we offer dental assisting, medical assisting with phlebotomy, practical nursing, radiology, and, and search tech. What's great about those, those, all of those entry points is it means that we're not just August through May for these programs. We can have entry points all throughout the year so that in whatever your timing is in life, you can make that career change today. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, for example, our practical nursing program has four to five different cohort start dates throughout the year. Our medical assisting with phlebotomy has four different cohort start dates a year and the rest have two to three so a lot of opportunity for individuals to jump in and get training and not having to wait through a traditional calendar one of the newer programs that we uh, introduced this fall is our nursing transitions program it's really a unique opportunity for students can you explain that one a little bit for us yes so we began a watching and reviewing data of nursing options, which that's um, the previous nursing transitions program. We were teaching in nursing options, we were teaching CNA and AUA uh, the second semester. However, our data showed that not that we didn't have industry partners hiring AUAs. So we really looked at what, what was the need and what would benefit students the most. We're getting into the weeds a little bit with uh, maybe some of our listeners don't understand some of the acronyms we're talking about. What's a CNA and an AUA? A CNA is a certified nursing assistant. Oh, okay. And an AUA is advanced and licensed assistant. Okay. So in October 22, we had the opportunity to write an, uh, for a ARPA grant, which uh, as a reminder, that was the American Rescue Plan Act in efforts to help fill the nursing shortage. And so we received that grant, and at that time, that's when the curriculum and the title changed from nursing options to nursing transitions. So students will still take the curriculum to get their CNA certification the first nine weeks of the program, and the, this is a senior level only program. Uh, with two teachers. So I think the, the biggest part of um, this is that students will start taking the first four courses of our practical nursing program in nursing transitions. And what this means to them is after upon graduation, they can apply and make entry into our PN bridge program, which sets them up to graduate um, from our practical nursing program six months after high school graduation, mm. which really sets them in a good path to then bridge on to higher education for our RN or BSN program. So the nursing transitions program actually sounds like a high school program for kids that are interested in uh, becoming nurses down the road, but it's really a fast track. It is. It is. It um, Those students will get prior credit for the first four courses that they've taken in nursing transitions, and then that's what allows them to fast track. They've taken 
um, you know, several hours towards the completion of the PN program. What is um, really neat about this program too is I have to really um, give a shout out to our PN coordinator, Dana Chandler. Uh, this vision was brought to uh, through her because she was instrumental in implementing and knowing how to implement this program because she started a same or a like program when she worked at Indian Capital that is still very successful today. You mentioned earlier um, a little bit about the practical nursing program. Can you explain to our listeners what an LPN does once they start their career? The LPN, um, what they mainly do is work on the team with physicians, um, RNs, BSNs, and other healthcare professionals to deliver quality patient care and support their medical treatment. So some of the example of the skills that they would utilize when they go into the workforce is uh, doing patient assessments after they're admitted, starting and maintaining IVs, medication administration, and all that's done under the supervision of the healthcare team. Um, some of the areas where they can work are acute care, like our local hospitals, and long-term care, nursing uh, centers, rehab centers, emergency departments, and outreach doctor office clinics. Let's revisit some of the programs that might be available for high school students. When they, when they come here for half a day from their home high school, what are they able to learn? Again, all of our high school programs are senior level only. And so we, re, we get a lot of our students to pre-enroll from our uh, health science technology programs that are spread across our campuses and our district. Yeah, that's right. We, we really do emphasize that foundational platform with our HST or health science technology mm -hmm. programs across the district. And that leads them into a little more specialized areas here at the health science center. That's right. Um, they can go into a dental assisting, medical assisting, uh, nursing transitions, as we discussed, farm tech, sports medicine and therapy professions, and vision care. What's a day in the life here at HSC like? I mean, it just seems so vibrant, so busy, so all over the place. We're, we're kind of named the campus that never sleeps because we also offer day and evening full-time programs here. So we the classes start at 7.45 for adults and end at, end at 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and then our high school follows a traditional uh, schedule of eight to three, uh, two sessions a day. So they, this, this building is always busy. How many graduates do you think uh, we are putting into industry or higher education or a military service in any given year? Probably around 750 plus. Wow, that's a lot of great enthusiastic folks getting into healthcare, and we need that. So we, we hope, do. We hope that more people come apply for these programs. It's really fun to to watch um, students grow and their growth throughout the year when they, um, whether it's a high school or adult student, when they first start to where they end and. Uh, we have some amazing students here that are going to be great healthcare providers. I know I'm not really a person that's into, you know, blood and guts and stuff like that. Like, what's the type of student that really makes a great fit for the HSC building? Well, not all of our programs are blood and guts, so okay. that's good. That's good if know. you're squeamish, then you, 
you can choose programs such as farm tech, sports medicine, uh, vision care. Uh, those programs, you're, you're not really going to faint from seeing some blood. Okay, well, I'm relieved. <laughs> Debbie, do you have a campus fun fact you can share with us? Well, something fun that we enjoy, um, probably just like every other campus is, we all love to uh, be able to get together and enjoy eating and fellowshipping together. So that sounds like an easy thing to do, but in this building with all the different cohort schedules and high school and adult schedules, sometimes that's hard. So we've made it a priority to um, every other month, we'll either have a staff appreciation event or a potluck event. Debbie, what makes HSC and Tulsa Tech so special to you? watching students be able to achieve their goals and the difference it makes in their life and their trajectory of, of, of their life and a career. It really is cool to see like incomes change and lives change and people's personality just explode when they come through our training. You can see it every year at graduation. And that's fun. We also, in between graduations, have a lot of um, pinning ceremonies mm. for our adult programs, and you, you really see some life-changing things happening. Tell us a little bit about those pinning ceremonies. So upon completion of their program, uh, which is often, you know, all times throughout the year, um, it's tradition in the medical field to have a pinning ceremony. Okay. And so we have those for every adult program. And we still offer those students, if they want to go through our uh, district graduation in May, they can. Um, but it's fun to see that in an intimate environment with their family and friends that have supported them along the way in their journey. Well, that's so great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Debbie. We appreciate uh, you being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Tech Times podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to like us on social media.